Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind. Right, maybe I'll just, should I try and deliver this intro? Yeah, I've done two. Let's just see. I didn't do the, I didn't I didn't do any of them, but <laughs> oh, oh, right. all right, here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the Terps. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Tipsy Serling podcast. I'm def I'm definitely pretty tipsy now. That's for sure. That's been a long one. Um, I <laughs> I am uh, co-host Rudy filmmaker based out of los angeles and this is i am kedar foster a filmmaker as well director and editor rudy forgot to mention that he's an amazing cinematographer i'm all right okay and we also got our guest again armando yay yay yeah there he is armando picture of a woman looking at a picture movie great of another time well, we don't have any newsletters. I mean, we did Kanye last week. What this is America the music video is pretty what's good. Going on? I'm gonna check guess what's going on in America this week. I'm gonna guess that a celebrity that's not important to your daily life said something that offended a bunch of people on the internet, and they got outraged. And then it was on the major mainstream news, and then we forgot about it two weeks later. My man, that's what's up. Yeah. All right, that works. Uh yeah, I'm definitely going to forget about it in the second. Uh, this show's gotten real political. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good, man. I'm okay with it. That's real. So that's it for the news. Just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> anyway. It's always just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Rudy, do we have any listener letters this week? Uh, We do not. We do not. Rude. Yeah. Listeners, rude. We want to yeah. hear from you guys. Get us some letters. Let we us can, know. We can use some uh, tips and tricks. Yeah. on. Uh, we're shouting into the void right now. We're lost in the Twilight Zone. We need to know that you're out there. Nice. Yeah. And you're real. And you can hear us. Like and we want to know your thoughts. So let yeah. us know. Your favorite episodes, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you want to see from the podcast. Let us know. Yeah. We're definitely little girl lost right now. So <laughs> Anyway, so here we go. For centuries, shaman and other miracle workers have used herbs, tonics, and libations to facilitate their entry into other realities. Ladies and gentlemen, take a sip with us and enter the zone. Today, we're going to go for some straight rye whiskey. This is Russell Reserve, six years old. Okay. Ugh, this is good stuff. So this is going to be a little different from that rum we did in the last episode. A little different from the bourbon. A little different from that Irish whiskey. Um, what is the reason why we are drinking this particular brand? Man, honestly, this time, I just fucking chose it because it was one of my bottles I was open. Yeah. There's not much of a theme to go with, with this one, with this particular episode. It already smells stronger than the last one that we did. Yeah. Definitely. So, the the rum we did, and again, as I mentioned in that previous episode, is sweeter. You know, rum's based out of sugar. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. This is a rye whiskey. Kentucky Straight Rye. So, you know, when you hear a bourbon or rye and some people and you, one of you guys even mentioned earlier, like, oh, did we do whiskey? I'm like, yeah, we did a bourbon. It's whiskey, you know? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the difference here is when you have a bourbon, like the four roses we did in episode two, I believe it was, you know, that's a little sweeter because it's at least 51% corn mash, mm -hmm. you know, corn sweet. 
Whereas this is a rye, so this is the the rules are it has to be at least 51% rye mash to be considered rye. Now there's a lot of other ingredients, but those are the two key factors. So typically, if you're someone who's new to drinking whiskey, maybe you're drinking the stuff we're drinking. That's something to know. You know, bourbons are a little sweeter because of the corn base. Ryes are a little spicier, maybe a little more peppery, grainier because it's 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 rye. You know, primarily in the mm. mash. Like there's some. I know Basil Hayden Bourbon, which is very popular, has a lot of rye in it. Mm. You know, that's a high rye content in the mash bill. So some rye drinkers like that a little more. Um, but yeah, Russell Reserve, six years old. This one's 90 proof, so it does definitely oh, is gonna smell. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's definitely gonna smell a little stronger than okay. the the Captain Morgan Private Stock, which was 80 proof. You okay. know? Um, but yeah, this is really good stuff. It's uh, actually Wild Turkey. People probably know Wild Turkey 101. Mm-hmm. Russell Reserve is the same company. This is just their little higher end stuff. I don't remember the price point on this. I want to say. 35-ish realm, maybe 40. But yeah, it's a really good rye, super delicious. And if you're someone who's new to it and you want to try some some rye that's not too expensive on the price point, that's that's easy, that's not too strong. Um, wild turkey rye. Wild turkey rye is a good entry point for that. That's easy. And then if you like that, go the extra 10 bucks or whatever and do the Russell Reserve. Um, yeah, let's right. get a little taste. Right, Cheers. 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 Oh, dude, I love Ryan, man. That's I'm all about that. Yeah. This might be my favorite so far. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love Four Roses. That yellow label isn't too complex, though. It's Again, that's something I'm making old-fashioned with. When we get into the small batch and single barrel, that'll be a different story. Again, Captain Morgan, super sweet, a lot of sugar. Yeah. Now Arm- Armando <laughs> here. Yeah. Just <laughs> Armando here is more into the sweet rum yes. side of things. So, so. so like when when I drink rye whiskey. Yeah. Not just, the, not the same. Your soul almost it, left out of your body. It's not the same. Yeah. It just goes down. It's so dry to me, and I it, appreciate it, it, it for dry. what it is, but it is dry to me. Like I prefer this to the sweet stuff. Yeah, it's me, like me too. It hits your tongue and then it goes away, but then it like envelops your mouth and it's yeah. like really beautiful kind of taste. It's good, man. It's good. And Russell Reserve, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's good stuff. And we'll definitely have a lot. Most of my collection is rye because that's my preference. So we'll be trying a lot of that along the way. All right, hashtag sponsor us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Russell Reserve, Wild Turkey, come through, come through. Come through. Um, We're here. Yeah, man. Just wait until we get into that good tequila, man. Ooh, that's coming. That's shit. coming. <laughs> Um, Cinco de Mayo episode. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess uh, we're a day late and a dollar short. We're past the Twilight Zone into the outer limits. So now we are definitely in the zone at this point. So, again, we're looking at episode four. This Mm. one is titled the 16-millimeter shrine. So, and one thing I forgot to do this in the last episode. Director is Mitchell Lyson, Mm. and the Mm. writers are Rod Serling. And, yeah, just Rod Serling. So this one follows an actress i'll just read the synopsis right here so barbara jean trenton is a faded film star who lives in the past by constantly re-watching her old movies instead of moving on with her life so her associates try to lure her out of her self-imposed isolation so immediately and if you're a little bit of a film buff this sounds very similar to sunset boulevard, sunset boulevard which is something that we commented on a lot billy wilder bitch yeah <laughs> yeah sunset Boulevard. yeah Great movie if you haven't seen it, which mm-hmm. precedes this by nine years. 
It came out in 1950. Yeah, man, Sunset Boulevard is a pretty, from what I remember, like a pretty modern. It's a good it movie, is. man. Like it's, I want to say it's timeless, it dude. Is. It's like, really weird because it starts out almost like just a straight up film noir with him like running from his yeah, parents, yeah. And then he ends yeah, up fucking yeah. getting killed and floating in that swimming pool, and then it turns. And into he's like, narrating the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, yeah. From beyond the grave narrating. Yeah. It's a very film noir thing. Yeah. And Armando actually hasn't seen it. So I've never seen it. Yeah. So soon we're we're gonna we're gonna watch it with him. So it is very similar. And even the the house, you know, the the big stairs. And I love the cinematography in this episode when she's locked in her her room where she has her projector going in this big screen. Mm. And this lady, Barbara Jean, is just fucking sitting around all day just drinking and watching uh, her old movies, just trying to live in the past. And then we got the detective from Psycho. I don't remember his name. You see, you see, yeah. Homeboy. That amazing moment where uh, mother <laughs> comes out and there's this crazy overhead fucking film, uh, fucking uh, shot where mother comes out of her room overhead with a knife and stabs Arbogast and he falls down the stairs and it's the scariest moment in Psycho. To me. Yeah, yeah. The shower is fine, but that moment, yeah, that overhead shot disturbed <laughs> me to no end. There you go. Say that. Um. And he and so in this episode, he's her agent, right? I yes. didn't quite yeah, it seem that yeah, way. Yeah. He was her agent. Yeah. So how do we feel about this one, now? Do we also, need to go I into? Wanna, I want to point out if you're a six million dollar man uh, fan or Bionic Woman fan, the pilot movie of the Six Million Dollar Man features this actor as Rudy Wells and. We all know he's not the best Rudy Wells. We like our later Rudy Wells, but he's in the pilot as Rudy Wells, so just want to throw that out there. <laughs> That's completely random. It doesn't matter. <laughs> all good, all good. I, I guess we'll finish out this episode, so... You know, that's the basic synopsis. Where it goes from there is, you know, he, the agent, uh, Mr. Detective from Psycho, tries <laughs> to... Yeah. Arbogast. Arbogast, sorry. Tries to, um, you know, he gets her a gig with this old other studio guy that I guess she's worked with before and they go and have their meeting and he's like, oh, you're going to play a mother and you're like the I fucking, you have a small part. Yeah, and she's just being a bitch and it's like, I don't, I do only specific parts and this and that. In her mind, she's still like 24 and like the ingenue. Right. The yeah, ingenue yeah, and, yeah, like she know, just can too- cannot let go. She's watching right. her old movies and is, is fucking just into it and you play a mother. How old mother? Mm, 40-ish, but uh, very vibrant, very much alive. As opposed to what? A corpse? Which Man, is directly so. related to Sunset Boulevard with her. Yeah, yeah. She goes to the, the studio shit. at yeah. some point in that movie to like talk to a director, and he offers her like a part she doesn't like. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very direct correlation to that movie. Yeah, and, um, you know, they have it out. And then this fucking, the movie studio dude, the calls are out big time. Oh, man, serious, I was, dude. I should have, I should have looked at that quote <laughs> so I could say man, it. Man, what is that quote he all said? I, all I yeah, know, he fucking all I goes remember in. remember from that scene is like, the next time I call, we'll, we'll make sure that we'll, we'll keep you online or in touch because at, at that point it'll be a charity case. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's like, right. He basically <laughs> said, bitch, you don't know you're old. I'm going to tell you you're old right now. Yeah, you're yeah. old. And I got to say, <laughs> then, though, she had it coming. She had it coming. Says, hey, listen, man, the next time you are 
old and you are <laughs> yeah. down and out on your hands and knees, yeah. remind me to kick you in your teeth so that yeah. way you know how it feels. Yeah, swift kicking the teeth. Yeah. It's very 50s, like swift kicking the teeth. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to spend a lot of time abusing you. I'm yeah. going to kick you in the teeth real quick and move on. Yeah. Day. We're going to let you know. We're going to let you know. <laughs> All the feels. Um, so, remind me someday when you've gone over the hill and you're down on your hands and knees, remind me to give you a swift kick in the teeth. So that you know exactly how it feels. Yeah, so anyway, she goes back to the pad. And, you know, her agent, dude, who's still sticking up for her, even mm-hmm. though she's a complete bitch, even to him. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, she starts ranting. They're at the house. She's like, oh, I want you to call my old actor buddies. And we're going to mm-hmm. have a party. And everybody in the outside world is just fucking bullshit. Like, she just doesn't want to change with the times. This is the point where actually... I got like emotionally sad with this episode because right. she was bringing up these people that were like, he said like one of them was like old, one of them was dead. Uh, one of them was dead for anymore. 10 years, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I moved to Chicago. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh my God, like this is like serious shit. Like she's really in trouble. Yeah, she's alone. <laughs> she's really in trouble here. She wants to have a party with all of them and he's like, no, like you're out of your realm. Like, Sorry, yeah. like. Well, right. they're all they're all they're all gone. They're yeah, uh, yeah. they're dead or they're retired or they're in, they live somewhere else. All that shit. Because they're in Beverly Hills in this episode. Yeah. He says mm-hmm, at one point. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that maybe a lot of silent actresses maybe went through, like having a entire yeah. career and then just being either aged out or sound came along. And yeah, yeah. Their careers and their voices didn't sound good. And and, and I and I agree with that. Um you know, let's get back to that at the end of this. Because okay. that, yeah, that, yeah, that'll yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. tie into... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. And this is... And you said it at one point when we were watching it, how this is about the nostalgia. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it is... It is You said that it's a timeless... Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a trope. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look at it, fucking Midnight in Paris with the Allen. Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah. Now we had like all this nostalgia for the '90s, and then a few years ago we had all this nostalgia for the '80s. Yeah, yeah. No, we got that the '80s nostalgia right now. Yeah. So a lot yeah, of it would 90s, say. It's bizarre. Um, I mean everything gets re- recycled, but anyway, it's so you know, and then eventually she's just still sitting in her room, fucking watching her old movies and her shit. Old snuff films. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not quite that. Not quite that. All right, so anyway. <laughs> And again, cinematography, love it. Really good. Especially in the, the projector room. Because really yeah. we were discussing flickering earlier. We have to, <laughs> yeah. we have to add that there's this really random, weird. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Up, The zoom. Oh, it's so out of nowhere. So, like, in the midst of this <laughs> argument where she's coming back from the studio, getting declined, she's talking to her agent, and all of a sudden, the camera is zooming in on her face, which for the time is not normal. Like,. It's well, always, it's always, I, no, I, I mean, I've always seen classic movies where they never do that. It's always the wide open, you see the open set, you see the yeah. actors, never, and, and, and that's a modern technique move where you actually see I, zooming in onto nah, the zo- zo- nah, zooms, yeah, zo- zooms, zooms, zooms were go, definitely, like, zooms are something that are, that are, like, looked down upon nowadays in the yeah, last however I, many I, decades, but. don't like zooms. Well, I, 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 yeah, I love, if you fucking use that shit right, I love a good zoom, you know? And the the thing is, Tarantino uses zoom. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Walking Dead has employed it a couple times, which makes sense. They're shooting on 60 millimeter. It's that horror zombie thing. And every once in a while, they'll pop off a good good zoom, zoom. you know? Um, cause that is, you know, it's very reminiscent of 60s, 70s, 80s horror films, you know? Yeah. 70s horror. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's it, it comes off kind of weird. I see I I can see doing that push in there, but what's the most odd about it is it looks as if they tr they did the push in in post production. Mm -hmm. Like maybe they didn't get the shot because the quality completely degrades. So it doesn't look like it's optic. You guys know what I mean? And yes, Kidar, yeah. you'll know this. You've probably pushed in in editing before mm -hmm. without the proper resolution, so everything just kind of degrades yeah. in, in quality. And this looks the same way. So that came off very odd to me. Yeah. The mo uh, above everything else. Um, so anyway, finishing out uh, this episode. So they talk about the party thing. They do that weird zoom that we just discussed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, the the next the next um, morning, the the maid lady goes in with her tea or whatever the fuck into the screening room where the lady's always or Barbara Jean right mm -hmm. is always watching her fucking movies, and then she just drops everything on the floor if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. and she mm -hmm. screams, and you're like, oh shit, what happened? Did she kill herself? I don't know. <laughs> and then so the detective from Psycho comes back. Arbigast. <laughs> so she brings him in, and he's just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, Barbara Jean's gone. The movie's playing. You just see all the flashing from the movie playing um, on the background and whatnot. And he goes up to the screen, and it's all her old cast members. Like, what's being projected is all her old cast members, her friends, and she is now in the movie. Right. Like, somehow she just through some twilight zone magic got herself <laughs> got herself into this music into this movie shit get sorry into the music. Uh, i got caught up looking looking at these levels like so i'm gonna lower you guys down a little bit more um, it was almost like her own deranged fantasy yeah, yeah no definitely um fucking so yeah she gets into the movie and then he's just like oh come back come back and she's like nah fuck that like this is tight she's like all right guys let's, let's go up into the courtyard and, I'm and, and party yeah she's i'm immortal i'm gonna be with my my people so that was it yeah it but before she does though she takes off her scarf she takes off her scarf and throws it to the ground that's like, right oh, that's here right you go and then film stops <laughs> he's flabbergasted walks into the living room and the exact place where she was standing and where she threw her scarf the detective yeah. finds it and it's there on the floor look on his face yeah I think you mean he was arbogasted <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right i how could i forget that she throws her scarf uh -huh. breaks the fourth wall yeah. mm -hmm. and then it's there in real life and mm -hmm. then that's yeah. just kind of where it ends so i felt that so far, you know, we're in episode four of season one. This is the first episode that started to feel a, a little creepy and really Twilight Zone-ish. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Rod Serling is now sort of getting his uh, bearings and uh, the whole thing is, is kind of getting, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get, I, yeah, it's, it's, starting to, it's starting to pick up for sure. He's finding his stride. There yeah, you go. there you go. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for us to get back to reality. Um. So, now does this episode hold up today? Oh, one thing in 2018? I want to say before yep. that, uh, I when she's in the movie at the end, I found it really strange that she was the age that she was now in the movie. Whereas I figured if she was going to project herself into that fantasy and be in that movie, that she'd want to look the way she looked at her heyday. But yeah. for some reason, she looked like way she looked currently. Right, right. So I, I found that part a little strange. No, I mean that's true. That's a good point. I, I guess it's because it is her present 
itself. You know what I mean? Everyone else has already been immortalized, and now she's just now getting herself into the. I don't fucking know. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's just an element that doesn't really make that it, much sense. It right. does. It does hold up because there's that one point where she's talking to Abergast. That's funny. That's funny that we're talking by his his psycho his name, psycho <laughs> name but not yeah. his actual name in the, in the episode. But I find it. Uh, it does hold up because she, t- as she's talking to him, she says that funny how we remember people how we want them to be versus yeah. not how they actually are. Yeah, yeah. And that that's modern day. Yeah. Okay. Thinking that's very right true. So you're saying she went into the movies with honesty. Oh yeah. And knowing who she is mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. She never. That's that's the tragedy of this episode is that she never finds that. She stays in that realm of. Well, this is gonna make keep me happy, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna keep in this, and that kind of holds up today. Kind of like the social media things. I'm only gonna show you what makes me feel comfortable. Right. And this is me. Okay. Yeah. So that it's it 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 holds up. I see that. Right. That's a good point. I think the tragedy of a um a, a movie star, any kind of. Anyone who puts himself in front of the camera, actor, actress, even star or not, it's a very fickle industry, and it does make people turn to the knife a lot and to turn to the past. And what do you mean by the knife? Surgery, plastic oh, surgery. Because everybody, okay, okay, like, okay. everybody. Giant, giant lips. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't know these big I know you got old Hollywood <laughs> terms over here. Terms. Yeah, you, I know, I, you, you, look like, you look, like, real serious. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was. I was, I was Like, a bunch of people committing, committing suicide. No, I mean, I think it does hold, because that's something that will always be, you mm. know? And especially now, if anything, it's worse, because there's more means to try and make yourself look young and shit it's actually really fucked up and you know i think that's part of why sunset boulevard holds up i mean besides it's just technically and as far as right as far as everything in that movie goes i would consider it one of the masterpieces definitely but the content the story like it it all definitely holds up yeah it's in this you know we've compared them earlier in this episode already um yeah it's definitely very real today you know, I'm gonna pe- say people. Yo, oh, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Like people do struggle with this mm-hmm. in the industry, like constantly, and that's something that's never gonna go away unless we learn to live forever, which would be <laughs> very, very bad for us all. Right. <laughs> I've seen enough Twilight Zone to know it's, yeah. <laughs> it never works out well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna agree that it probably it holds up thematically really well. I mean, if you just look at the way a lot of actresses when they hit 40, all of a sudden they seem to get aged out of the industry and they have to wait a couple of years until they can play, you know, grandma roles or like older lady roles. And, you know, that kind of thing is always strange. Whereas men get to go from being young, young sort of playboy, new actor on the scene, and they get to age all the way through till their elder years and get work nonstop, basically. Yeah. So Yeah, that's very I true. Can, yeah, I can definitely see those themes uh, yeah. still being relevant, probably way past our lives. Yeah. Man, this makes me really wish that we were able to get one of our actor friends to do this episode. We tried oh, to get man, an, an actress, an actress friend of ours. Well, I tried to hit up a couple actresses I know, but they weren't available. And man, now I feel like it's a missed opportunity, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll get better at that and have some guests that are more relevant to the episodes for sure. Awesome. Um, cool. So that's it for for this one. I don't really have much to say. 
after that. No, I think we. I, I we think that's it. a wrap. We, now we feel like we visited the Twilight Zone for real. Yeah. In the series, we, we are in it. Yeah. We're in cool. It. So the next episode we'll be looking at, episode five, will be Walking Distance. And I don't remember all the stats on it, but we'll get that to you when that episode starts. (laughs) So thank you, and goodbye. Peace. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tipsy Serling Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Tipsy Serling. You can find us on Instagram, Tipsy Serling underscore podcast. Or you can send us an email at thetspod at gmail.com.